Welcome to another edition of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. I'm one of the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Jane Daly at our live storytelling event in May when the theme was baggage. Jane has been an outdoor educator for 30 years, exploring wilderness landscapes from Mexico to the Arctic by foot, skis, boat, dog sled, and horseback. During her travels, Jane has shared her love of the outdoors with hundreds of students and learned a great deal about herself in the process, sometimes the hard way. She currently navigates the wilds of imagination as a play therapist in Durango, Colorado. And when not working, you can find her roaming the wild places of the Four Corners area, which she calls home. Here's Jane's story. So this story I'm going to tell you tonight is about baggage, both in the literal sense and also that heart-centered baggage we all start to carry around with us um, due to heartbreaking experiences we all have. So every time I practiced this story today, I started crying. So we'll see how this goes. When I was 28 years old, I took a position as an intern wrangler horse packer on a ranch on the west side of the Wind River Range in Wyoming. I'd been working for seven years for Outward Bound at that point, and our wintertime program was dog sledding. So I knew how to run dogs, but I didn't know anything about horses. But I had this fascination with cowboy culture, so I applied for the internship. And in the phone interview with Mike, the intern manager, I said, Mike, I don't know how to handle dogs, but I don't know anything about horses. And he said, ah, they're pretty similar. <laughs> so I believed him. And I made my way out west, and on my drive from northern Minnesota to Wyoming, I bought all of the accoutrements that any good horse packing gal might need, or so I heard. So I bought me a Stetson hat, and an oil duster, and some Wrangler jeans, and this gorgeous pair of long chaps, and of course, a pair of whites packer cowboy boots. And when I arrived at the ranch, fully outfitted and definitely overly enthusiastic to be there, Mike showed me where I'd be living for the summer. And as we walked into the bunkhouse, quote unquote, I said to him, isn't this a chicken coop? And he said, well, yeah, but we've remodeled it for you interns. So the dichotomy of those first experiences was indicative of what that summer was going to be like for me. It was like this wild roller coaster ride of some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows I've ever had in my life. And the first high experience that I can remember came about two and a half weeks into the internship where Dinell, one of the ranch managers told me that she and I were going to do a re-ration the next day, bringing in food and gear to a group of backpackers way in the middle of the winds. It was going to be my first experience as a real horse packer. Now, Danielle was a serious horsewoman. Up to that point, I don't think I'd ever seen her smile. And I figured it may have been due to the fact that from morning until night, Danielle always had a wad of red man long cut tucked in her lower lip. So I figured maybe she didn't want to lose her wad of chew by smiling. I didn't really know. I just knew Dinelle was not a woman to be trifled with. So the next morning at the trailhead, Dinelle uh, tied together six of our seven pack horses and left one single. And I figured, of course, that single pack horse was going to be mine for the day. But as Dinelle got onto her saddle, she took hold of the lead rope of that single horse 
And then she looked at me, not smiling, and nodded toward that string of six as if to say, and you're waiting for. So with a big gulp, I got into my saddle and as we headed out, I started to pray hard that nothing bad would happen that day. The worst of which I had heard from the seasoned horse packers was called a train wreck. And a train wreck, as some of you know, is when one of your pack horses starts to pull back or buck or even roll downhill with their load, pulling all the other horses with them. I didn't want that to happen, so I prayed hard all that 10 miles in and all that 10 miles out. And as beginner's luck had it, nothing horrible happened that day, which I was elated about. And the seasoned horsebackers were definitely impressed that this greenhorn could handle a string of six on her first day. But high experiences like that were oftentimes and rapidly followed by low dips in the roller coaster. Like the afternoon I was standing on the corral fence petting this roan filly I'd been training to be a ride horse. And at that point, I was really comfortable with her and figured she felt equally toward me. <laughs> so much so that without a thought, I raised my leg over the corral fence and I sat down on her bare back. Now, never having had human weight on her back before, <laughs> she started to buck hard. And my first thought was, Jane, what were you thinking? Which I wasn't. And then I tried to grab toward her flying mane. But the next thing to go flying were my feet over my head as I did this full somersault off of her back and landed on all fours in the dirt behind her buck and hooves. So I stood up and I said, Jane, you could have killed yourself. And from behind me, I hear this, damn right. And it's Dinelle who has seen the whole thing from the barn door. So the culmination of that roller coaster summer came when I was invited to co-instruct a two-week horse packing course, which was an honor because folks from all over the country signed up and came to the ranch to learn horse packing from me, who had just learned it in the previous two months. And um, that first evening, we're having dinner with the students in the cookhouse. And uh, here comes the part. So um, a, a, a phone call comes into the cookhouse, and it's my mom. And I get on the phone with her. And um, the first thing out of her mouth, um, when I get on the phone, she says, Kitty. She called me by my family nickname. She said, Kitty, my uh, breast cancer has come back. It's in my liver. They say it's growing really aggressively, and they're not sure how long. I don't remember anything else my mom said in that conversation. I just remember when she paused, I said, I'm coming home. Well, I hung up the phone from that conversation, and I walked out of the cookhouse, and I threw the screen door of the cookhouse so hard open it hit the wall. And I walked across the dirt plaza toward my chicken coop bunkhouse, saying over and over again, shit, shit, shit. Well, the next morning, I was having breakfast with the students before they were going into the field. And Danielle came over to me, and she said, uh, I think it'd be a good idea for you to wrangle the horses for those students this morning. 
And I looked up at her and I said, Dinelle, you know I've never done that. I don't know how to do that. And she looked down at me, not smiling, and said, again, I think it'd be a good idea for you to wrangle the horses for those students this morning. And then she walked away. So Noah and Dinelle was not a woman to be trifled with. I got up and I walked to the side pasture to get her pony, who I'd seen the Wranglers use to bring in the horses in the morning. And I got on her bare back with a simple rope halter and some short rope reins. And as we walked down into the pasture where the horses were grazing, I thought, I don't know a damn thing about how to do this, but I'm gonna trust this pony and I'm gonna listen to my intuition and we're gonna see what happens. So I gave that pony a kick and she started to trot and then gallop out into the field and now the horses' heads are coming up and they're seeing us coming and they're gathering together and we got, galloped a wide circle around the back end of them and at the far end of the pasture I gave that pony another kick and she went into a full run and I remember the sensation of my body feeling like it was part of hers as we ran as the horses moved in front of us like a flock of birds toward the corral. <laughs> These sounds started coming out of me I'd never made before in my life, but they got the horses running faster. <laughs> and I could see Dinelle, she was, she was holding the gate open herself, which she never did. And as the last of those horse, horses ran into the corral and they started to circle like they do to settle themselves, Danielle swung that corral gate shut and I pulled that pony up next to her and she looked up at me, smiling. And she said, I thought that'd be a good thing for you to do. Thanks, Jane, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to The Raven Narratives on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave your comments and share the stories with your friends. If you want to pitch your story at a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event, go to ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers and find out what the themes will be at upcoming events. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. And special thanks goes to our sound engineering wizard, Mike McAllister, for his technical expertise in recording and mixing the Raven Narrative stories told at the Sunflower Theater. Support for the Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com. Now for an outtake. <laughs> and she would have this huge chaw of yeah. red man long cut. Yeah. And I'd be like, is that what I gotta do to be a cowgirl?